Have you ever been scrolling through Instagram and you come across a woman who is just so incredibly confident, killing it on social media, killing it in her collaborations? She just gives off this extremely incredible confidence vibe. And you're like, I have to follow her because she's so freaking confident. I need to know why. That's Ella Halikas for me because you know what? When I met this woman, it was through the Sports Illustrated Swim Search and the way she spoke and the way she projected herself, I was like, dang, you are so sure of who you are and what you are about. And I think that is amazing. And she's so young. This is obviously something that sometimes you're not just like born with. You know, you have to develop this kind of confidence. You have to build it. You have to work on it. That's why I brought her on the podcast. Ella is a curve model, an influencer, a vlogger. She's someone who spreads love, body positivity, and self-confidence all the time. And her energy and vibe is absolutely magnetic. She really, truly empowers others to love themselves entirely, no matter what your shape is, which I think is so incredible. She posts the most hilarious and entertaining videos on TikTok weekly. She has a YouTube channel. Um, It's called Keeping Up With Ella awesome. And she's been featured in three magazines, signed with three agencies, and just landed a national JCPenney commercial. I can't keep up with all of that. So I guess I have to keep up with Ella. But today on the podcast, we're talking about building that confidence as a curvy woman, what her tips are for overcoming the haters, finding your identity, Also, becoming a curve model, what that industry is like, and how to start branding yourself on Instagram. Really, really impactful and some really incredible tools. And I'm so honored to have her on the show to dig into all these misunderstandings in the curve industry and what it's like to be a proud, curvy woman. So happy to have you on the show. Let's dive in. You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we're setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall, pageant runner-up, model, speaker, entrepreneur, pageant queen, and U.S. Navy lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. All right. What is up, world? I'm so excited because I have special guest, Ella Halikas. I said it right. I'm yeah. so nervous about that. <laughs> On the podcast today, I adore you. I think I like instantaneously decided I was going to adore you. Um, <laughs> I started the feelings neutral. <laughs> we met at a Sports Illustrated meetup a while ago now. And I think it was just like one of those things where you started speaking and like confidence, boom, instant confidence. And it's so rare in women. And like immediately I knew I was going to have to bring you on the podcast because And we were talking about this before the show started, but like I can speak about confidence, but you can speak about an entirely different confidence. You are a curvy model and like the way you carry yourself, the way you carry your brand, like I wanted you to just talk about your journey because there's so many women out there who feel so misrepresented. So thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I've honestly been so inspired by everything that you do too. So I'm so honored that you have me on here as a guest. 
Of course, Ella. Well, let's give the listeners some background. So yeah, obviously, if they pop on your Instagram right now, like if they, you know, are looking on misunderstood and they go, oh, who, who's Ella? They would see, you know, incredible model. You're, you know, killing it now as a model. I think you're like, what, three agencies at this point? Like you have like so many representation, which is awesome. But there had to have been a start. You know, we all we were just born with this like incredible amount of confidence. Just tell me from the beginning, like where did your journey begin? Yeah, exactly. So I started living in Hawaii. I went to school at the University of Hawaii and I graduated May of last year. And I was out there and I just, you know, beautiful beaches, beautiful friends, always on the beach. Let's take photos. And I just really felt like I had this like skill naturally inside of me just to like really engage well with the camera. Mm. And I started to take photos and I just, it wasn't even like I was just posing. I felt empowered. Like every time I was behind a camera, I immediately felt empowered. And it was just such like a eye-opening experience. And I was like, whoa, like maybe I could do something with this. And a lot of my friends were like, you need a model. You need a model. And I was like, you're crazy. I'm a size 12. I can't model. Like you got to be kidding me. (laughs) So I went and just kind of started pushing for it. And I started working with a ton of swimsuit brands to do like collabs for product. And then I kind of worked my way up there to an agency and SF actually Instagram messaged me and asked if I wanted to be signed with them. And I was completely like sideline, like blinded by that. I was shocked. But yeah, that's how it basically started. And from there, I've just kind of inched my way up to like reaching out to other agencies and working with really cool brands and commercials and just really the fighting for myself and building my own personal brand. But okay, so you said I'm a size 12, like I can't model. Mm -hmm. At what point were you like, screw it, I don't care? You know, like, right. There had to be that point where you're like, I'm going to take this and pivot and just completely not care anymore. Right. I think it was just the transition of the society that we live in right now and seeing Ashley Graham and Mm -hmm. Tara Lynn and Hunter McGrady and all these sports illustrated models. And as you know, because we're both fighting for the SI, Mm -hmm. we're both on the SI swim search. So after seeing some of those SI models, I was like, wow, like there really is an opportunity for curvier, bigger women. Like this is crazy. And so it was never like that before. And so after seeing these girls on the cover, I was like, you know what? I really do think I have a chance. Because I always felt like I had like a decently like attractive face, if I can say that. But I always felt like you my body. You say was- that you were gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have an okay face. <laughs> my face is decent. Okay, and then I always felt like my body was like lacking that, like I couldn't model because of my body. And then after seeing all of the models step forward, being size 14, 16, and plus, and then the whole plus size community. I mean, I was like, okay, like why can't I do this? And so it really kind of pivoted me to like take it more serious. And then after getting a lot of exposure on social media and a lot of people reaching out to me and brands being like, we love your look. I was like, whoa, this could really be a career. In middle school and high school, younger, were you curvy? Were you the type of girl that was confident already? Like, Did you always have curves? Like, What was it like right. before that point? Right. So in middle school, I was actually very, very small. I was like not developed at all. Like I always got made fun of because I didn't have a chest area. Like I was just super like small and athletic. I played soccer. No matter what, I feel like we're just always going to get attacked. Like, no matter what. You can't get it right. Like damn it, you, damn it if you don't. <laughs> exactly. Always. And so I was just super small, didn't develop until very later in life. And I played soccer for 15 years. I swam, I did basketball. I I was like very active as a kid. So I was never really like bigger or like that curvy or plus size at all. This is probably the biggest I've ever been, but also the most confident. Mm. I believe that 
your shape and your size doesn't determine your confidence. And that's where I also am very misunderstood. Oh, yeah. Because I was a lot smaller, but I hated my body. I weighed myself every second of the day. I would cry to my mom all the time how fat I was. I mean, I was a size four, six at that time. And so now I'm a size 12, 14, and I'm literally the most comfortable in my skin I've ever been. Wow. So it's crazy. And it radiates from you. It really, really does. I mean, you yet, you haven't landed yet the cover of a magazine or, you know, a billboard that I know of, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-mm. But I feel like you have such a relatable platform because anytime I hop on social media, I mean, you're like very outspoken. You're like, this is me. This is my curves. Oh, I'm in a bikini. Oh, oh, well, like screw that. I don't care what you have to say. Right. I like have this video, which I thought was amazing, where you posted a comment of like what a troll said. And it was like mm-hmm. curvy women shouldn't be in bikinis or something like that. And yeah. it's just like you like dancing in your bikini, <laughs> like living large. And I was like, yes, Ella, I love Literally. it. Like I just don't care. And the trolls even like motivate me more to keep going. Girl, that is the exact same way I am. Like they always think that, oh, well, this is definitely going to shut her up. And I'm like, you don't understand. Every single time I get a negative comment from you, it makes me realize just how many more people out there there are whose minds I need to change. So I'm going to keep going. Right. It's like add fuel to my fire. Exactly. Every time. Yeah. So when it comes to the haters, I mean, did you receive this early on? Like, was it close friends? Like, did you have people who were kind of holding you back? Um, at first, yes. Not so, like, not so much anymore. But at first, it was more like my inner circle, like my family. Like when I started to gain weight in college, they were like, let's say not as supportive about it. Hmm. And then when I turned it into modeling, they were even more unsupportive about it because they felt that it was like an unhealthy life. And these are like my close family members. And it really hurt me because that's who you care the most about, honestly. And so I kind of just always felt like I had to prove everyone wrong. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, this isn't just me like over-sexualizing my body on the beach. Like I'm going to go somewhere with this. And like, this is my passion. And like, it's not just like a bikini photo. It's like an empowerment photo. I love it because yeah, when, like, in the beginning you said, when I'm getting my photo taken, it's like an empowerment thing, you know, not like a vanity thing. I'm like, yes, you're right. It is an empowerment thing. It really is. I feel empowered when I do it. (laughs) Don't you? Like, it's not even like, look how pretty I look. It's honestly never that external for me. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, like cute outfit. It's never a vanity thing. It really isn't. And I know it can come across that way, which also is another thing of being misunderstood as a model is like, Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to flaunt my body. I'm not trying to flaunt my curves or flaunt my face or whatever it may be. I'm literally trying to empower and inspire a whole community of women that like to love the skin you're in right now and like feel confident to take that photo. Like, cause you are worthy enough to be in a photo. Like when I once didn't think I was. I can't imagine a world where looking at you now where you didn't think that you didn't belong in a photo. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Literally I'm like lights, camera, action, baby. Where's it at? <laughs> <laughs> I hear like, oh, camera on. Like when I had brunch with you, I love it. You're always ready. But I mean, once upon a time, I mean, we've all had those journeys. So, I mean, you dealt with it obviously, but you know, before we even get into that journey toward confidence for them, but what tips would you have for people who maybe they're ready to take that step, but they keep hearing the negativity from others. Mm-hmm. Like they keep hearing friends from family from boyfriends, from anyone who's close by, or from people online Mm -hmm. that's saying, 
you don't belong in that outfit or you're gaining weight or you're not curvy, you're overweight or whatever it is, like what would be your tips to them? I think my tips would be to just keep going. And I know it's hard because you have all these eyes watching you and you have all these comments, right? You're really putting yourself out there to get teared down Mm -hmm. every second, every single day. But I do think, first of all, it makes you stronger. Second of all, you wouldn't have haters unless you're popping. Oh. Right? I like that. I mean, it's so true though. Like who takes their time? I'm flattered. You took your time out of the day to comment about how you don't like my body. I'm flattered, sir. Thank you so much for being on my page today. And also just knowing, like coming from a point and place of like empathy, like I really do have empathy for people that hate on my body and hate on me because I know they're hurting and like hurt people really do hurt people. And that's just very true. And like when I do get negative Mm -hmm. comments, I almost come from a place of like, wow, like I want to pray for you. Like, I am so sorry you feel that way. Yeah. It's an insecurity thing at the end of the day. So yeah. It really, really is. You're right. Hurt people hurt people. That's always what I remember. Some comments always tend to sting a little bit more than others. Mm -hmm. And like what I always tend to preach about when it comes to haters is intention. Mm -hmm. Your intention is so pure, Ella. Like you are trying to preach a message of empowerment to uplift women, a whole community of women who need someone to stand there and say, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to love your body. It's okay to be different. It's okay not to be a size zero. Like that's okay. But if the intention is pure vanity, if it is just fame, if it is just money and Instagram followers, whatever it is, I get it. Some people, you know, they have to make money. I totally understand. But I think that's when things start to sting a little bit in a different way because your intention, it's not completely pure. And for me, like pure. that's exactly the way. Like haters, I usually just brush them off and I'm like, you are so dumb. You literally have no idea what you're saying. But other times, right. no one hates more on veterans than veterans. And so when I see things, especially female veterans I'm like dang mm-hmm. it sucks that like I'm trying to build a community of women and it's like women that are tearing me down my do you have comments from women I have a good group of women that support me but I do think some women will tear me down for sure and that hurts more than the guys totally totally hurts more than the guys guys I just kind of laugh at and I delete and I'm like you're a loser but when it's a woman I'm like right Girl, I'm literally trying to do this for you. Like I'm trying to like lift everyone up. And like if I have to take the heat for it, cool. Like I'm doing this for you, girl. Mm -hmm. What? Literally. Like I thought we were supposed to be women supporting women here. Like what's going on? And like did you not see the hashtag? Like it's on t-shirts. Like what? Literally. Like what? Did you miss the memo here? What's happening? No, I know. And (laughs) that hurts for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like you said, keep going. Ignore them. Mm -hmm. So they're channeling that, but for those who need to take small steps, like how did you get to this point of small steps of really just starting to love your body? Was there any like little thing you started doing that really made a difference? I would just say it is the small steps. It's not one big thing that like switched to my head overnight that I was like, I'm confident. It really is the small steps. It's every day, you know, daily affirmations, that positive self-love talk. You look in the mirror and instead of pinning out that your stomach looks bigger, you pin out that like, I am so beautiful. I'm so worthy and like bold and just like really talking like your inner voice is so powerful. So everything for me was internal for my confidence. Like nothing had changed on the outside except for gaining weight. Like it was all internal. And so once you really like master your mind, because your mind's your biggest enemy, you start to see your body in another light Mm. and your confidence in another light. And so that comes down to self-help books. That comes down to YouTube videos on motivation every morning when you wake up. 
That comes down to not looking at your notifications first thing when you wake up. Mm. That comes down to working out and exercising for your mental well-being. Mm -hmm. So there's a ton of little steps you can do, but it it definitely is a long, long journey that I'm not even done with. You don't get to a point and you're like, I'm confident, check. It's an everyday thing. Yeah. You know? 100%. Ooh, I like that. Small steps. I feel like even I'm working on that. Like, Mm -hmm. and we have such different body types, but it's like, you said confidence is a journey no matter who you are and what it is. And for me, mine is I have a competition background. So I'm used to having like a competitive figure all Mm -hmm. the time, especially for the last like three years. And not being in like a competition spotlight anymore, it's just different. Like you're not really dieting the same, you're not really preparing the same, you're not really as strict oh, and by the way, like we're in quarantine and I'm also just like living life and like enjoying it, which is totally okay. Like give yourself some grace here. And so especially like this last month after getting engaged, it's been a lot of like cupcakes and like charcuterie boards and people bringing over sweets. And totally deep down, I'm like used to competition Kelly. Like, oh, can't, nope, gotta have abs. Like so used to my abs, you never know. And then I'm like, wait a second. Mm -hmm. There's so much more to life than having six pack. What? And then I actually had that same affirmation, like that talk with myself the other day because I looked in the mirror and I instinctively wanted to be like, where are my abs? Like I need to go do an ab workout. But I was like, you know what? This softening is all the cake I've been eating to celebrate my engagement. And oh my God, how freaking amazing is that? You know? Like, right? And instead I was like, all right. You know, I'm just like, I don't care about it anymore. That's fine. Like, because exactly. this is a season that you like give yourself grace about. But like you said, I have to work on it. Little small stuff. I know. It's really hard. Totally. And it's all just mental. Like I said, like you can't let like food and enjoying food and drinks control your mind. Mm -hmm. And so when I was smaller, it controlled my mind. So I was always thinking about what I was eating next. What, like, did I eat too much? Like it was always on my mind. So it wasn't until my, my journey of self-love and confidence where I really didn't feel controlled by food anymore. Mm -hmm. And I just like really felt like my happiness came so much more from not putting restrictions on myself that like my confidence was just overflowed because I finally felt almost free. If that makes sense. Completely. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel like you are from the outside. You seem very Mm -hmm. free as a person, like totally happy, confident at peace. Do you have a mantra? I feel like you're the kind of woman that would have a mantra. Like you look at yourself in the morning or you like look in the mirror or before you go to a photo shoot or something, I feel like you say something to yourself. I don't think I really do. I think what? I need to work on building a mantra. Yeah, I don't really think I have and, one. Uh, This is so a thing I feel like you would have. What's in your Instagram bio? Is it not in your Instagram bio? No, it's not. Man, we need a, we need a mantra for you. Game over. We need a mantra. Game over, mic drop. We I need know. a mantra. I'm stunned right now because it's definitely like I don't know. There's power in your stance, not just in your size or something like that. Like, no, totally. There's like so many little things I could say, and like mainly about like my passion and work ethic and wanting to own my own business and just being like an entrepreneur at heart. I have the whole like 
don't give up no matter how many no's you get along the way. And that kind of goes into play with Sports Illustrated Mm -hmm. and going to all these castings just to be told no. So I get very comfortable with being told no because it just keeps me going. What has that been like for you? I know we've talked about it briefly off scripts, but you have been told no a lot. I mean, how have you handled that? So many times more than I can count. I think that just comes with success with Mm -hmm. anything in life. And you just have to keep putting yourself out there because after the 100th no, you'll have that life-changing yes. And so you just like honestly have to keep your head down, grind it out, be ready to be told no, because if anything, that adds more like whatever you said, light to the fire, whatever Mm -hmm. that saying is. But it's so true. It keeps me going. It keeps me motivated because I'm like, okay, tell me no again. Like I'll make you want to say yes, you know, like just wait on it. And so it just keeps me going. I know it's part of the game too. You have to be comfortable with getting told no. Yeah. How did you get into your career field? I mean, you're new to LA. You just moved here in May and you're with so many agencies now. And I feel like I always see you in photo shoots and you're in a commercial for Macy's, JCPenney's. Like, how did you start in this? Like, I'm blown away by your work ethic. I honestly just think it's having that vision. And just when you know your purpose and you know your vision, nothing can get in your way. So not even COVID, mm-hmm. not even a pandemic, not <laughs> even having enough money to be here. Like nothing. Not even COVID. Literally not even COVID. So like you just, you do what you know that you need to do. And so I moved down here and I took that risk and it's been so good to me because you just have to fight for it. And for me, it's just working with my agents and I've been pushing them to help find me jobs. I've been finding a lot of my own work through Instagram, mm-hmm. building my own Instagram up. Yeah. I get a ton of DMS to work with and model with, and I'm still an independent contractor. So I don't sign away like all my rights to my agency, which is good. But yeah, just waking up every day, hustling. I go on LA casting and I push my agents to get me placed in other agencies. Like with Miami, I just got signed with Elite and Hawaii with niche models. So I've just been on them and really just pushing them and fighting for myself. And everything starts to kind of work out slowly, but surely. That's incredible. If there's women out there who want to give into curve modeling, do you have any tips for them as to like how to even dip into the market? Like what they should be looking for with agents? Right. I believe that you just need to be consistent. Consistency is key, meaning you are posting photos every other day, if not every day on Instagram, and you're going to invest a little bit of money into getting a photographer to do a little test shoot. Okay. Yeah. You're going to be taking a ton of quality photos, posting them consistently, tagging all agencies you'd want to be signed to, all different brands you'd want to work with. You're DMing brands, you're DMing other models that you'd want to collab with, you're asking other model questions for tips, you're going on YouTube and looking up how to pose. Like, you just got to do it all. Oh my God. Wait, okay. Yeah. So you're getting a photographer because you need quality <laughs> photos. Yeah. You're posting almost every single day. You're tagging brands and agencies, brands and agencies you want to work with. You're DMing mm-hmm. people you'd want to collab with. You're DMing right. other models for tips and you're going on yeah. YouTube for inspo for poses and everything else. Yeah. And modeling tips and just how to get started. I mean, there's so much knowledge out there. You got to like look for it. How did you learn that? On my own, honestly. I was just like, all right, what is it going to take to get from A to B? And it was a long journey just to get to B. So I knew that there was all these little things. And once I noticed that brands wanted to work with me, I was able to leverage that and then start charging for posts. Because I was getting a ton of brands to be like, post this for content. And I'm like, okay, I don't really need another suit. Sorry, but I don't need another swimsuit. I'd rather get paid for this now. Yeah. It's all just a game. It's a hustle. Yeah. So what changed? I mean, 
I feel like there's a lot of influencers out there who are kind of stuck in that medium, including myself of trades. Like people, I mean, it's so much cheaper to just send a product and then have someone post content mm-hmm. and then get a free trade. At what point did you change your verbiage? You change your pitch? Like, did you start getting paid for posts? I think it comes down to confidence again and really just knowing your self-worth. And when you're emailing them, you're negotiating and you're fighting for yourself and your worth. Like, no, my worth and my image is more valuable to me than your shirt, than your sweater. Like, Mm -hmm. I love it. It's great. I respect your brand and your quality of clothing. But for me, this is a business now. Mm -hmm. And like, you have to take yourself a little more serious. Totally. And kind of start with like pitching your own rates. Granted, there are social media managers and people that can help you with doing all the email negotiations. But right now, I just do it all myself. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just knowing your worth and just really fighting for that and standing by it. Like, look, like I know if it's not in your budget, no worries. I would love to work with you guys when you do have a budget. But right now, I really do have to leverage my work and prioritize my work, I should say, on the paid work because this is my full-time job. And also being a professional model signed to more agencies, it also gives me kind of that stance where I can be like, okay, I'm not just an influencer. Now I'm a model. So now my image and my usage rights to use my image is what costs money too. Yeah, completely. I'm going through this battle right now too because as a prior entrepreneur, I totally respect the struggle. Like I understand there's so many people, especially in this environment, you know, like they're struggling they need to make sales or trying to make money. Like I get it. And that's like the sympathetic human being in me. But like Austin, he's always like my cheerleader. And I just had this conversation with him today because it's holiday season and there's a box full of companies who want to collab. I can't do it. Like I can't keep up with all of these companies who want to do free trades unless I'm getting paid. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I'm almost getting frustrated because when I talk to them about getting paid, I'm like, can you imagine me expecting you to provide me with free products after you as an entrepreneur have spent so much blood, sweat, and tears into your business? However, it's the same thing for me building my business via Instagram, which is what it is. Right. Like time, Mm -hmm. energy, money, blood, sweat, and tears, and branding. Like exactly marketing. Like it's exactly what I've poured into. Like I have a podcast, I'm a model, like I'm doing all of this stuff. And you're trying to leverage my social media to sell your product. Like, I can't believe you think that you, I wouldn't expect to get paid for that. Like what? Exactly. <laughs> and you personally have such high engagement and like, like a ton of followers. Oh, well, thank too. you guys. No, you really do. You no, seriously. And so when I saw your Instagram, I was like, I hope she's getting paid for these. Posts. Oh my God. Everyone tells me that I'm just way too nice. Nadia said the same thing yesterday. Nice. I was with Nadia Medea last night and she's just the sweetest angel. And she was like, you get paid for all your posts, right? And I was like, no. <laughs> I know. I can't believe that. I know. I I'm way too nice. And for brands out there who are listening, it changes now because literally today, I was like, I can't do this anymore. It takes, and no. sweet Austin is like taking my photos. And I'm just like I said, I'm so sympathetic to companies and the trades are great. But like at this point, like you said, how many more free stuff can you get? No. Like free stuff is great, but really, no. <laughs> No. And your, and your time is so valuable and people don't see all the hard work that goes into influencing and modeling for companies and brands. I mean, it's finding the day to shoot, find the right lighting, find a location, get the outfit ready, do your hair, spend the money on your hair and makeup, Mm. get a photographer, find someone to take time to take photos of you, edit the photos, look at the photos, choose your favorite photos, edit a video, make a TikTok for them, post a YouTube haul for them. I mean, 
it's a full-time job. Oh my God. Yes. You have so many different platforms too. Yeah. It's YouTube. It's TikTok. It's Instagram photos. And they just want it for free all the time. And it's like, you have to put your foot down. Like yes, there's people that have 3000 or 5,000 followers that are getting paid a hundred dollars a post. And you have what? 14,000 something? 15? Yeah, exactly. What changed for you? So let's get into the branding, the modeling real quick. How did you really find your niche with your branding? Like, were you just like, oh, swimsuit model done? Or did that like cultivate over time? Or at what point did you know your niche? It cultivated over time. Living in Hawaii was all swimsuits. Mm -hmm. I'm actually trying to branch a little outside of swimsuits only because I want to get taken more serious to companies like, let's say, Forever 21, Nordstrom's, Nike. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to be just seen as the swimsuit girl. Mm -hmm. So since moving here, I've tried to branch out. I've done some fitness shoots and I've done some work. I did the JCPenney commercial, a Snapchat commercial, a couple other things that are outside of swimsuit, just because I don't want to be stuck to one niche, one market. I really don't. Yeah. But it kind of just did cultivate being in Hawaii and then moving to LA where it's all sunny and pretty. I do feel the most confident in a swimsuit. I take some of my best photos in a bikini, but I'm really trying to branch and be that girl that can like do everything right. type of vibe. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing it's funny because with the Sports Illustrated Swim Search, obviously we're posting in bikinis consistently. And right. so within the last three months, I mean, I've had like every swimsuit company under the sun reach out to me and they're like, hey, we take like swimsuit photos. And I'm like, well, I don't mind doing this. This is pretty nice. But I'm like, I'm not just a swimsuit model. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> for a very long time, I was definitely a lot more than that. But I'm like, if you want to throw a sweater in there, I definitely need some sweaters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Literally. The winter season is coming. I could use that. Exactly. Like, and then also like for your feet, I'm like, I don't really need to be posting a swimsuit anymore. It's almost Christmas. Exactly. Who's buying a swimsuit? I don't think anyone's buying swimsuits anymore. Right. Well, Ella, do you have any more like parting words? If you're standing in front of a group of women, mm-hmm. say doing a TED talk, and you know they're frustrated, they are burdened by society's demands of fitting them into a box, what they need to wear, what they should do, what they need to dress like, what kind of modeling they should do. You know, they're so tired because of their body size. What would you say to them? Oh, that's a good one. I would say to just keep going. And like I said, know your worth. And that's going to take a lot more internal work than you're probably ready for. But if you focus on, like if you truly do focus on your inner confidence, it will exude outside of you. And to just really focus and know that there's only one you. Like that's kind of my mantra that you were asking actually, is that there really is only one you. So you do have a mantra. Yeah. Like that's your power, sis. Like there's only one you. And so when I realize that if I'm on set or anything, or if you're ever feeling competitive or you're comparing yourself to another girl, I mean, just know that you are so unique in your own way. And you provide something to this world that no one else can. Literally no one. Like that is so special. And I just remind myself that every single day. Like, yeah, there's a lot of curve models, but no one is Ella Hlegas. Like no one's doing what I internally have and I'm doing. So that's your power. Yes. Oh my God. Absolutely. We're soul sisters because that is exactly what I tell myself. Yep. I'm not joking. This is why I'm as confident as I am because through pageantry, it's so easy to get insecure Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to get competitive and compare to other people. But I kid you not, I'd show up to pageants. I showed up to Miss California, USA, Mm -hmm. and everyone thought I was a psycho for showing up to one of the most competitive states. And I was like, look, there is no other Kelly Hall. 
like there will be women who are brunette. There will be women who are short. There'll be women who are tall. There'll be women who are beautiful. Mm -hmm. There might be other women in the military, but they are not the combination that I am. They will not be outspoken. They won't be confident in themselves like I am. They won't be able to deliver what I do because I have a confident sense of self. I know who I am and I know what I can serve this audience and serve these judges. And I know what I could deliver as Miss California USA. And I was like, if they decide that's not what they want, I wasn't the choice for them. Mm -hmm. And I can be at peace with that because there's only one me. And that means I'm meant for something else. That's exactly how I feel about Sports Illustrated too. I think that's when you're at peace with yourself because I don't feel like there's anything missing if I weren't to get selected by Sports Illustrated or by Miss California, or by an agency. I'm not like, oh, need to change myself. Like, No, never. No, you don't need to change yourself. You're still perfect the way you are because there's only one you. Exactly. Sometimes you're not someone's cup of tea and they like chamomile and you're ginger and that's fine. Literally. You need to go find the people that like ginger. Cool. Period. Exactly. <laughs> no, and I love your confidence. Like I totally feel it from the second I met you. Like you exude confidence. So I was like, oh, I like her. We're gonna get along. <laughs> oh, yep. Immediately. We do. I feel like we have been very fortunate to find this group. I mean, what? Like oh, we're so lucky. COVID pandemic 2020. I don't know what has happened, but the internet gods have been on our favor. I know. And we have this amazing group of women that we've met through the swim surge. I was just sharing that with Austin again today. I was like, you know, oh, maybe it was yesterday. I was like, you know what? I we haven't heard. I mean, it's been crickets Crickets. on Sports Illustrated. Like, maybe not even crickets. Like, the crickets are so far away. You could hear the wind move. Like, literally. We haven't heard a thing. But (laughs) I was like, maybe it was never about a callback. Or anything, maybe it was all about these women. Exactly. Like there's so many of us in Southern California that we've been able to see and meet up with and connect with virtually. And I'm so grateful for that. So me too. Just building this community. It's been incredible. Yeah, no, this whole community has been so great and everyone is so unique in their own way. And that's what goes down to just you are unique. There's only one you. So there's only one you. If there's anyone listening to this that struggles with that. I would just go back to that mantra and just know, Yeah, you know, there's only one you, well, before we end, I always ask all my guests two questions. One being, how do you feel most misunderstood? Mm. I would feel most misunderstood because I believe that people put so much emphasis on in correlation between your body and confidence. And for me, those are very different things. So I'm always misunderstood because people just think like, how could I have confidence? And I come back at them with, how could I not? Why, why should I not have confidence? Oh, I love that. Yes. I think people really misunderstand the whole curve model industry in itself and Mm -hmm. misunderstand me to think that my body is what gave me confidence, but really it was just internal in my heart and who I am as a person that really gave me my overall confidence. Oh, I love that. Well, hopefully all the women or men (laughs) out there listening know as much as I try to say, like it does start from within. Mm -hmm. Like it does start from the the power you already have within inside you. Mm -hmm. All the extra outside stuff, like it's incredible and it's extra. Like that's what it is, period. You have a nice face, great. But then it's like inside, when you love yourself inside and you know what you have to offer, it's pretty incredible. So Ella, 
how can everyone find you? You're on like a million platforms and you do a million things. <laughs> Yay! Everyone, you guys can go follow me on YouTube at Keeping Up With Ella. Full name, Gabriela Halikis. You can also find me under Ella Halikis, I'm sure. TikTok is at Ella Halikis as well. And Instagram, at Ella Halikis. I love it. Well, I'm going to tag all of those on the show notes because... Halikas is a little difficult to say. A little tricky. <laughs> but word to spell. I had to ask you three times. Yeah. But thank you so much. Seriously, I'm so happy that we could tap a little bit into a different audience tonight. And I think that you were able to bring a completely different perspective about confidence. And I just admire you so much for that. Yay. So thanks so much, love. Thanks so much for thank having you. me. You're awesome. Of course. You. you are too. Welcome back to Questions with Kelly. I'm Kelly, and I have the answers to your questions. All right, number one, how do I sign with an agency? Okay, so honestly, I mean, you know me. You know, I always preach like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? So it's as easy as emailing them. Like email them. If you Google or go on Instagram, you can usually find like hashtag LA models, Google Los Angeles models, Google Cincinnati models, things like that. You're going to find agencies in your area. All these agencies have agents and they have representatives and they have scouts who are constantly looking for new talent and you don't have to have modeling experience. I don't know absolutely everything about the industry, but I do know that there are some agencies like, you know, Wilhelmina, IMG, those are the cream of the crop. You need to have your model book, lots of experience, this huge, amazing portfolio. But then there's other agencies like the one I signed with, New View Model Management in Cincinnati, Ohio. And you didn't have any experience, absolutely none, because they were going to teach you everything that you needed to know. So I would start there. I would Google. I would reach out. I would email. And you do not need to have experience. Question number two, how do I prepare for a shoot? Well, a couple different things. Number one, usually your agent is going to tell you what kind of a shoot it is and what you need to bring. And same with the photographer. If you're just doing a collab with a photographer, they're going to kind of say like, hey, can you bring this? I'm going for this look, whatever, or send you photos. What I always recommend you do is you have a modeling bag. So that has like all the essentials, like your a nude colored bra or your foundation or lipstick that is very neutral or nude heels, but also sneakers. And you need to have like everything that they may not have on set. And what I mean by that is you could show up to a shoot and they have outfits for you, but you know, you need to provide like a white tank top or you need to provide a sneaker or something like that. So it's good to have a model's bag with the essentials in it. Also, when you show up to a shoot or any sort of casting, please do not contour. Don't go above and beyond with fake eyelashes and glitter, whatever. You need to always look as natural as possible when you're doing any sort of casting or showing up to any side of shoot. So definitely keeping it natural. And I can go into more detail on a different podcast if you guys want to hear more about that. Lastly, what is your pump up before you do a shoot? Oh, I have a whole playlist. I think it's just good to have songs ready to go before you do anything. So whether I'm like stepping on stage for a pageant or I'm about to go to a shoot or I'm at the shoot and there's music playing, they usually always ask for your go-to artists. My go-to is always Kygo or Griffin or EDM because I love EDM. But they'll play it for you over the speakers. But I also will have my headphones in before a shoot or something like that just to get really excited 
confident in myself, embrace myself, feel sexy and sassy for whatever I'm about to do. So that definitely helps a lot. You know, Austin will send me like a sweet message before a shoot and tell me like, good luck, go kill it, whatever. But those rituals definitely help me and music helps a ton. So being organized and having what you need before the shoot, showing up and being prepared, Don't, you know, overdo your makeup or your hair before you do a shoot because you want to make sure you look as natural as possible so they can style you how they want. And then a good playlist always helps. So thanks so much, guys. I hope you love this version of Questions with Kelly. If you have any more questions, shoot them over to me at Kelly Renee Hall or at misunderstood.podcast. Love hearing your questions. And as always, tune in next Tuesday for another episode of Misunderstood. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys, and I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram, and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you love, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you are looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall.